Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, Andrew Shutsky, as usual. With me today is the network nurse, AKA Savannah Royo. Savannah is a full-time registered nurse in LA, California. She helps manage multiple departments at a busy magnet recognized hospital. She's also, of course, a real estate investor that owns and operates commercial real estate syndications. Savannah uses education, the mindset tools to help busy medical professionals create passive income through real estate investing. Savannah, thanks so much for joining. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm super stoked to be here. Fantastic. So let me ask you first and foremost, how has working a nurse as a nurse led you to real estate investing? Really interesting connection there. Yeah, I, I know. So I'm still working as a nurse full time, Monday through Friday. I work at a hospital. I When I graduated from nursing school, I worked in a couple of different specialties and I was just naturally drawn towards leadership positions and taking on different process improvement initiatives within different hospitals I was working at. And so I moved into management and administration pretty quickly uh, in my nursing career. And so right now I oversee multiple departments at a hospital here in LA. And it was actually when I was on maternity leave with my second daughter that my husband and I were just kind of thinking about our future and goals for ourselves and really our growing family and what that looks like with our goals. And our work schedules, Monday through Friday, eight to five, didn't really allow us any flexibility to take our daughters to swim lessons or soccer practice or attend any field trips. There really just wasn't a lot of flexibility with our schedules working full-time. And so we were really motivated to look into different investment strategies to create additional income streams to kind of offset our W-2 income so that we could kind of have maybe move down to a part-time position and have more time freedom and flexibility with our daughters. Sure. No, I never, a lot of people have been down that path. So I got to ask, you know, why, why real estate specifically, why not stocks or mutual funds or anything like that? Yeah, I did a lot of research about it. Um, just YouTube. I was listening to tons of podcasts, reading books, and just listening to a lot of people out there doing it. And I think the biggest difference between real estate and like mutual funds and the stock market is really the ability to have a lot more control of your money and have it back in your pocket. I mean, for me, graduating and starting my career as a nurse, I was putting like 15 to 20% of my paychecks towards my fidelity retirement account. And that's a big chunk of money. And a lot of people were like, yes, you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. You're going to be set when you retire. And just to me thinking like watching all this money, leave my paycheck every month, going to my retirement account that I couldn't touch till I was 65. Like it was such a, it didn't make sense to me. It, I, I just, I couldn't understand why I was just putting all this money away. And, and I get the compounding effect and, and that sort of stuff, but just the ability with real estate, when you're, we ended up, my husband and I taking a big chunk out of our retirement account and investing it in real estate. Now we're getting to have more control over that money. We have it back in our pocket every month. So when things come up, like if our daughter needs a new car, when she turns 16 or something like that, we have more flexibility and control over our money as opposed to having it stashed away and kind of locked up into these retirement accounts. 
Yeah, you raise a great point. I think it's what attracts a lot of us, myself included, is that, you know, more of the short to midterm benefits, you know, things that you have to wait. I've been a big 401k guy for the last 20 years and you have this nest egg. It's like, wow, this is, this is impressive. However, it doesn't really buy you any flexibility or freedom in the next 20 years. <laughs> so you got to yeah. bridge that gap, right? And then I, I agree, real estate's an excellent avenue for that. What does your you know, typical investor profile look like? You, you mentioned that you work a lot with medical professionals. You you attract medical professionals as investors. What what is it? You know what is your kind of your pitch to them, and why why the medical professionals? Is, why that? Why does that niche work? Yeah, definitely. So when we first started on this real estate investing, and we were doing syndications, we were raising from friends and family. We had just generated some interest from friends and family who knew we were doing real estate, who wanted to get involved in what we were doing. And so our first couple deals, we had a lot of friends and family investing in those deals, and then. As we completed those deals, my husband and I were just thinking about growth for our business and future deals. And we had kind of exhausted our internal network of investors in our, in our inner circles. And so we were thinking of towards marketing and how we were going to attract more investors and just create these different relationships with people. And my husband and I don't come from sales backgrounds. Like we didn't necessarily like like the marketing aspect of real estate and the salesy piece that comes with it when you're um, showing a deal or, or something like that. And it just didn't feel natural for us. And so for me, launching the net worth nurse was so important because it allowed me to now create this brand where I'm super genuine to myself. And now I'm really just catering to and talking to people that I already have relationships with, or this natural, like kind of built in rapport, uh, with medical professionals. And that's because I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse for many years and I work with a lot of other medical professionals on a regular basis. And now it's opened up so many more opportunities for me to have these engaging conversations with healthcare professionals where we have a common interest. And most of the time when I'm talking to healthcare professionals about real estate, like we'll always be talking about something in healthcare, just some different topic. And it just creates a better, more natural fit for me as I'm moving forward in real estate. That's huge. And I think a lot of us, again, myself included on, on the tech and operations side, you draw that natural connection. What's, what have you found to be the most successful steps or what have you had the most success around marketing? What, what actions have you taken that you would share? Hey, do this or that. If you want to build that niche that you've done. Definitely creating consistent content. That's huge. So useful content that people like. So if you're just creating a blog, explaining the return metrics or explaining, I did a doodle video, literally drawing out what a multifamily syndication is because a lot of healthcare professionals don't know what that is. So once you identify your avatar and your um, specific investor, then you can really I get a picture of what they want, what they need. So about healthcare professionals, they don't have a lot of time to start investing or researching different things. So making the content um, very easy to digest for them, um, very quick, thorough, straight to the point. Even when I'm doing my deal packages and investment opportunities that we have, we make it very straight to the point. Here's the numbers. Here's our business plan. Um, so knowing what your avatar wants and then also engagement. So I, I was really only on Instagram before I launched the net worth nurse. That was kind of really the only social media app that I used. And now I'm on Facebook and I have a YouTube channel and I'm on LinkedIn and I've been, and I constantly engage with people. And I, I mean, I like it because I've met so many people doing podcasts and even in the real estate world and being able to connect with those people on a social media platform, really on a daily basis. If you want, you can go out there and engage with people and have different conversations, but especially with my investors and medical professionals. That's one of my biggest ways to engage with them. 
And I'm curious too, to get your take on this. Cause that, you know, I'm in the same boat. You're, you're constantly putting out content. You know, what have you found to be an effective, you know, feedback mechanism? How do you, how do you gauge when to adjust, when to expand, when to do more content, less content, focus content? How, how are you getting feedback from your investors and your, and your audience? I'll say. So that's a really funny question. And I think a lot of that for me comes down on kind of what I see out there and what I like. So, I mean, I, I work a full-time job, so I don't have the ability to put out multiple videos or multiple things every day. And I'll go, I'll go on Instagram and I'll see some of these like real estate content producers that are just pushing out content all day. And I'm like, man, they're doing it right. They have the time they're They're putting out really amazing stuff. And for me, like, I don't know if that would almost be too much for my investors and my avatar, like almost like, okay, well, you're posting like multiple times a day, kind of too much. So I kind of gauge it on obviously like likes, engagement, um, shares, how many people are viewing it. And that's like a constant evaluation. And sometimes I'll put stuff out there that definitely I don't get as much engagement as some of the other posts I put. Um, but it's really just a constant, like I really try and stay genuine to myself. And so if things come up during the day or during the week that I feel like, okay, I want to share this as a part of my investment journey. Um, I just put it out there, not necessarily thinking about how much engagement I'm going to get, but it's just like a part of my story and what I need to put out there. Um, and it's, it's such a vulnerable position when you're constantly putting stuff out there, especially if you're being transparent about your journey, which is, I think is what a lot of people like watching on social media, because now I'm not only putting stuff about real estate, like I put stuff in the hospital because I work 40 hours a week in the hospital. So I'm putting out stuff about what I do in the hospital. I, have two young daughters. So occasionally I'll put out pictures of like what I'm doing in mom life. And I think that's relatable for a lot of my investors, especially the healthcare part, like them seeing, like, I just put a video of the um, specials lab where we do all the strokes and that sort of stuff. And people like, like that, you know, people who aren't in healthcare, they get the the first glance at that. And so I just kind of try and stay genuine, but I definitely engage and, and I could get a sense of what works better than others. Yeah, that's great feedback. And I'm kind of at the camp. I'm just like you. I work lots of hours outside of doing the real estate thing. So it's kind of like less is more. Right. You got to know what, you know, if you're spending a lot of time writing content or even, you know, borrowing, stealing content, whatever, you got to know what works and what doesn't. I think blasting something, if I get, I get some firms that send stuff every day and I just got to put them in the spam board. I'm like, all right, this is overwhelming. It's too much. I want to see focused things that are relatable. I like the idea that you, I'll hit on the keyword genuine. So I think yeah. sharing the stuff, it's not the sexiest or glamorous stuff, like everyday life situations that people can relate to helps build that connection more so than just, hey, here's how you can make $10,000 a month in passive income, like generic templated stuff. This is like, this is Savannah, it's Andrew's story. And I think that relatability is really key. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's shift gears a bit. Uh, you also talked about mindset. It's always a topic I like to, co- to, t- to cover quite a bit with our guests. So you talk about certain tools and techniques. Could you share a few of those that have been effective for you? Yeah, definitely. And this is something that I kind of instilled in myself, mm-hmm. like right out of college. I was just at a point where I didn't have a lot going for me, it was kind of at a low point. And it was like, okay, what do I do to kind of propel myself forward? And it was really kind of manifestation, the law of attraction, getting specific about what you want out of life. And I think you can see that really with a lot of people going about their day to day, like they just really don't know what they want out of life. And so they're just kind of really going about it aimlessly. And for me, I was just very intentional about 
what I wanted to either achieve or gain from life. And I mean, thinking grow rich was huge. I was listening to that on repeat, like constantly reading that book. And it was like, thinking grow rich. It's not just about money. Like it's about getting rich in different areas of your life that you, that appeal to you. Cause riches mean something different for everyone. And it was really, that book's really just about how to kind of manifest that, get specific and kind of the action plan to get there. And for me, like it was starting a family, it was pursuing administration and nursing. It was um, achieving different things in my life, not just career wise, but with family, with relationships, spirituality, health, physical, just accomplishing different things, like physically, like doing different yoga competitions or stuff like that was like very, very much goals for me. And so getting specific on kind of what I wanted to achieve in life really gave me the ability to get excited and motivated and inspired. And once you start setting goals for yourself, and even if you look back, like, you know, five years or a year and seeing that you slowly start accomplishing them, it's really just such a a fulfilling feeling. And it gives you that motivation to keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, connecting the goals to the, to your kind of your sense of purpose, your why is really key. Like you mentioned having definitive purpose. And I think that goes back to the goal setting, but you, you hit another good point that I, I like what you're saying is around, it's more than just about the financial aspect of money. It's about your, your purpose and your drive and, and your connections to someone other than yourself. Right. So I think that's really big. So I'm also curious, you know, again, you work at W2, just like me. And again, another area I like to cover for, for different tools and te- techniques for our listeners, a lot of, you know, I'd say more than half our listeners are in the same position. How are you balancing the family life, the work and the investing career? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, kind of going back on that, why, like when my husband and I realized that we were going to do real estate investing and and we wanted to move forward with that investment strategy, we sat down together and got super specific about where we wanted to be in five years, what we wanted our lives to look like. And we got creative with this and we got like, Hey, where are we waking up in five years? Is it here in LA? Is it in Hawaii? Like, what are we doing on a day to day? Like, are we, who are we engaging with? What projects are we working on? What are we doing with our kids? Like our parents around, like our different family members with us? Like what did our life, like our perfect day look like for us? And we got super specific on that. And it was like, okay, well, how much money do we need to be making at this point in our lives to fulfill that goal? And it was a number. And then we're moving back from, okay, well, what do we need to achieve and accomplish that three years to get to that five-year mark? What do we need to be doing that one year to get to that three-year mark? And when you kind of work backwards like that, you know, and putting a number to the month of just how much you need to be making, and it really lays out a blueprint of what steps you need to be taking on a very regular basis to achieve those goals. And so for us, that was huge, like getting specific on where we want to be, because then it wrote it laid out like, Hey, we need to be doing three multifamily deals a year to get to this point. And we need to scale at this point and be bringing in this much every month to get there. And so For us, that was super, super big um, in terms of moving forward and starting to achieve more. No, that's big. And it goes back to the goal piece and the why. And I'm curious too, I mean, let's be honest, times can be stressful trying to do the job and and things don't always plan out as 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 you expect them to, right? So are, are you blocking certain points of the day for the W-2 versus your, you know, additional income, additional job, or is it just kind of fluid week by week? Yeah, definitely. So then, so then when we kind of mapped out what we needed to be doing on a regular basis, it was like for that first year, we were like, okay, we need to be submitting this many offers every month. Uh, we need to be talking to this many investors. And so 
we were putting in work after our daughters go to bed. And that's really now where we get the most amount of our work done. I mean, so occasionally I'll wake up and do podcasts in the morning early. That's really kind of the only extent of real estate stuff I do before I go to work. Otherwise I'm with my girls and then I head into the hospital. And then when I get home, you know, I do a quick workout. Um, that really gives me the energy to kind of take on the second half of my day. So that's like huge, huge for me of being able to get in like a quick 20, 30 minute, like hit workout and shift from like nurse mode to mom mode and real estate mode. So that's really big for me. And then I do that right when I get home from work and then I'll like, you know, get dinner ready and then hang out with our daughters, do dinner time, bath time, bedtime together. Like we do that every night together as a family. And that's really big. And I mean, occasionally, cause my husband and I work on real estate together. We'll be like talking about stuff, but honestly, we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So they don't let us get a lot of words in when they're here with us. So once they go to bed, that's when we're kind of like tapping, throwing out emails. We're coming together. Like last night we were talking about a couple of projects we're working on, like just kind of where you're, my husband's at with that. Like, what are you working on? Okay. This is what I'm following up on. This is like kind of our deadlines. Like we need to get this done by this week. You know, it's a holiday weekend. We're, we're closing next week on a property. So we need to like, make sure our lawyer has all the legal documents, right? Like just kind of coming together and working on things um at night and that's huge and yes we're sacrificing like netflix and we're sacrificing like other i mean last night we watched the dodger game but you know we're not always watching sports every night and that kind of stuff so we do make small sacrifices but for us it's like hey we're gonna have this financial freedom in five years so it's super important for us to grind now to achieve that sooner in our life than retiring at 65. yeah you nailed it and i think that you know i get asked this question a lot like how do you do it all and the, there really is no magic bullet. Everybody's got a different schedule. Everybody's reality looks a little different. Your kids' activities are different times of day. You might be a morning person or, an, or a, you know, a night person. I personally, my brain shuts off after like 9 p.m. So I'd rather get it get after it 5, 6 a.m., even on Saturday and Sunday, which people think is nuts. But it doesn't have to be that, you know, for anybody else. So I think it's cool how you can just tell your own plan. But times will get tough. You'll get burned out. You got to take a pause here and there, but the key is back to consistency and just knowing why you're doing it and the five-year goals. That's really huge. So I want to thank you for all your tips. You shared with us along the way, how you're balancing the job. Really impressive. You guys got a strong start. You got a strong potential in the next, you know, three, five, whatever years. Wish you all the best. So last question from my end, how can listeners get in touch with you? How can they reach the network net worth nurse? Yeah, definitely. So the net worth nurse on all social media handles. So that's Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. You can find me under the net worth nurse. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm super active on um, social media. I'll post pictures about nursing, real estate, and my personal life. Um, just kind of sharing my journey going forward. My website's the net worth nurse, and I love connecting with people. So if you're even remotely interested in anything I've been saying, please reach out. I would love to connect. Awesome. I love the name and I love the brand. So thanks so much for joining. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey. And we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.